0: You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you could rate, review and
1: subscribe. Thank you. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your Pool Agony Aunt. I'm here to tackle your emotional issues and dispense the tough love that your friends are too polite to give. Today's Dear Viv is one of our new bumper monthly specials in which we take a look back into the archives to see what they have to say on various themes. Today's topic is Nightmare Family. Dear Viv, I have a very awkward brother who seems to incite an explosive argument every time the whole family gets together. We both live in London, but we may as well be on different continents, as we only see each other about four to six times a year, if that. He never calls, he never wants to see the kids, he never buys them birthday or Christmas presents. We all went away to Paris in June and he was prickly from the word go, eye-rolling at all the sightseeing but making no effort to suggest alternatives. The arguments are mainly between him and the female members of the family and usually revolve around how useless he thinks women are. He's always using stories from the news to support his low opinion. Don't get me started on his comments post-Weinstein. My husband just wants a nice holiday season with no stress. He likes my brother, but just wishes we'd all get on better. We're hosting a family dinner over the holidays, and my husband would rather he didn't come, but my mum loyally wants to have him with us. How much slack should I be cutting him? He's 44 and never seems to learn to bite his tongue. I mean, my brother, not my husband. First of all, Merry Christmas, everyone. Second of all, I really want to know what your brother said in defence of Weinstein. That has got to be entertaining at the very least. But bloody hell, what a nightmare! I don't want to pretend that this situation has an easy solution. It doesn't. You know that yourself. There are already a lot of contradictions in your letter that make this a tough one. I'm confused, for example, about your husband. You say he likes your brother, but then you say your husband would rather your brother didn't come. So which is it? If it's closer to the first, then leave your husband with your brother. Put him in charge of your brother. Keep your brother away from women. This sounds like the best idea if your husband can manage it. How much slack should you be cutting your 44-year-old brother? Well it sounds like you already cut him quite a lot so it all depends whether you want things to stay as they are or you want things to change. I think you're not sure. On the one hand you definitely don't want things to get worse. On the other hand I don't think you want to actively instigate change otherwise you would have considered drastic alternatives already like cutting your brother out or confronting him about his antisocial behaviour. So what to do? I think you need to sit down on your own without your husband or anyone else's input and think about what you personally really want. Would you feel better if your brother didn't come to this dinner? Sod what your mum thinks. What do you want? It's absolutely your right to say you don't want him there. You can make an excuse if it makes you feel better that you just want to do things differently this year or you feel like a change or you feel like having your mum to yourself. Best of all, as I've suggested on Dear Viv many times before in other answers, be non-negotiable. Say, this is what I've decided. It's not open for discussion. It's happening like this. If you don't like it, tough. So that is one option. Think about what you want and if you find that you don't want him there, cut him out and do it cleanly and mercilessly. You could think of it as an experiment. You're doing this to see what happens. Nothing is irreversible and you're not saying that you'll never have him round ever again. The other option though is to invite him and try to be more relaxed. That is going to involve change of some kind. If you behave in the way that you've always behaved you will most likely attract the same outcome. So there are other ways to experiment here too. You could consider saying to your brother, you're welcome at ours, but there are ground rules. If you break the ground rules, you either leave or you give me £100 or you pay for all the wine. Make it so that it's something fun, but make it non-negotiable. Or you could say to your husband, I really need your help. You entertain him. You take him to the pub for at least two hours of his visit. Basically, do whatever you need to do to make this visit more fun and more bearable for you. That is what is missing here. What's in this for you? Find that thing and focus on it and magnify it. It will make the visit better for you, and that in turn will make things better for everyone. What is the most selfish thing you can do? Definitely do that. Personally, I would slap him round the face with a plant pot Harvey Weinstein had masturbated into, but possibly that option is not open to you. Dear Viv, How can I stop becoming a giant baby around my ageing parents? When my sister and I are around my parents, we revert to the behaviour of our teens, bickering and arguing we are stroppy and sulky. It's unedifying because we are both in our late 30s and married with a baby each of our own. I always end up feeling ridiculous and disappointed in myself so I have begun to avoid going to gatherings that my sister will be at, which upsets my parents. How do I stop being a massive baby around my parents? And how do I get my sister to stop being a massive baby too? I feel like we bring it out in each other and it will take a joint and concerted effort to stop it. Wow. Why on earth would you want to stop being a giant baby around your aging parents? This is one of life's greatest pleasures. That aside, uh, which made me laugh, actually, and it's quite sweet. uh, Your letter made me quite sad. You're actually avoiding going to events where you'll see your sister because you don't want to see her behaving like a baby. And you don't want to see yourself behaving like a baby around her. Um, I do think that's very sweet and quite self-aware on one level. But really, come on. This avoidance is quite controlling, unrealistic behaviour. You have to live your life. Uh, And by avoiding this problem and putting your head in the sand, you are actually still behaving like a bit of a baby. Um, I repeat, though, I kind of approve of behaving a bit like a baby, as there's no point in any of us pretending that we're ever anything other than childish around our families of origin. I am serious about this, enjoying being a massive baby around your parents and with your sister, There are some things in life that are really very difficult to change and it is a giant ask to expect yourself to be totally mature and adult in the family in which you grew up. I'm sure you've read um, Oliver James's book, They Fuck You Up, um, but he and any psychotherapist will tell you that it's almost impossible to escape the role that you play in your family drama. But as Oliver James says himself, you don't have to absent yourself from that drama to survive you simply have to choose to behave slightly differently. So next time you have a situation like this come up, could you decide to be calm no matter what your sister does? Let her be the baby for once, smile and be indulgent. Or could you just take the focus off her and put the focus onto your own child? Or another thing you could do, at the next gathering, do the one thing that you would never usually do. If you always cook, arrange for someone else to cook. If you never cook, then cook. If someone says, but you always cook, then put your arm in a sling and say that you've broken your hand. I feel like you're ready to do something like this and you want to make a change, so go for it. But also, don't be afraid of lapsing back into being a baby. (laughs) It's totally normal and human and universal. You don't have to be superwoman and be perfect. And if you are going to be stroppy and sulky, then who better to do it in front of than your own parents who are totally used to it. Good luck with changing. But also, don't be afraid of not changing. You're not perfect. None of us are. Our next question this week. Diviv, I'm hoping you can help me find a solution for coping with my in-laws. When I was first introduced to them, we got on really well. They've always been big characters, and they constantly seem to be falling out with people. But it made for lively gossip around the dinner table. However, some time ago they moved further away and now when we see them, we have to spend entire weekends at their house rather than just the odd meal. During the last few years, I've obviously done something to offend them as the tension is palpable whenever we visit. My husband says he finds them difficult and doesn't look forward to going there, but his advice is to just treat it like water off a duck's back. There was never a major incident that kicked it all off that I can think of. It seems to be more of a low-level hatred. There is a bit of a class divide. They're much posher than me. This was not an issue initially, but I feel it has been hinted at since, and I'm not sure they approve of the way I'm bringing up their grandchildren. I feel my hackles go up the second we start planning a visit. I'm sure they can tell I don't want to be there, so I'm probably creating a vicious circle of animosity. The idea that this is going to go on for the rest of my life terrifies me. How do I make it end? Oh, thanks so much for writing in persecuted daughter-in-law. How do you make it end? Well, we can't call in Joe Pesci and a mafia hit squad, sadly. uh, And it would be a shame just to get divorced in order to get rid of your in-laws. And even then you wouldn't be rid of them, would you? Because they'd still be your children's grandparents. It's very irritating. Uh, This does all sound, I have to say, very painful and complicated. It's never an easy thing to get on with someone else's parents. God knows it's not an easy thing to get on with your own parents. Add distance and grandchildren into the mix, and it really is a minefield, as you have described. Here's where I think the main problem is, and you'll probably know this already. It's this business of having to go and stay with them for the weekend since they moved further away. What is that old saying about fish and guests that they start to smell after two days, is it? It works both ways. The hosts can be equally as stinky as the guests, I think. And this situation leaves you captive in someone else's space. And I can feel from the tone of your letter that you feel a bit trapped by all this. I think it's time to break out. I know this is not going to be an easy thing to do, but I suggest you do it for your own peace of mind. Don't think too much about whether you should or shouldn't do it. Just do it next time you go. Either go for the day, even if it's a six-hour round trip, or book somewhere else to stay by which I mean somewhere other than their house you can find excuses for all these things if you're not staying at theirs it's because you won some money on the premium bonds and wanted to splash out on a hotel near them or if you decide to just go for the day it's because you're really busy with work or there's a diary clash or you just can't make a weekend to be honest you don't even have to give a reason just start to do what you want to do and start to get back a bit more control I think this would give you some distance and some breathing space, which might give you a bit more perspective too. Because I wonder if you can notice something uh, about your own observations here. You actually have very little proof that your in-laws are actually doing all the terrible things you suspect they might be doing. Um, And you say elsewhere in your letter that you think they might be saying things behind your back. You say the tension is palpable. Is it possible you're being oversensitive or too eager to please? You say you think they disapprove of the way you're raising their grandchildren. Have they actually said anything? Your husband says his parents are a nightmare and the best thing to do is ignore them. He sounds like a wise man and he knows them. He knows what you also know deep down. They are not going to change and you have to find a way to put up with them. I know, it's very irritating. Start by imagining the best instead of the worst of them. I know that's asking a lot. And if I were you, I'd be straight on Airbnb in their area. Diviv, can you get divorced from your parents? They have never been anything but judgmental and negative about the choices I've made as an adult, and I'm sick of it. I want to live my life without their cloud hanging over me. Wow, this seems like the most difficult question to answer, but actually this is the easiest question ever. One word answer, therapy, 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 therapy. I wouldn't recommend therapy to every single person for every single thing in life. Actually, I probably would. Uh, But this question is exactly what therapy was invented for. Uh, There's no therapist on earth who would tell you to cut your parents out of your life, nor would they tell you otherwise that you have to put up with your parents because no good therapist will ever tell you anything. But they would help you to explore these feelings, find the language to talk about why your parents make you feel this way and help you decide what to do next. You are so ready for therapy, I can't tell you, I think it will make you feel great. Um, The only problem with therapy is it can take ages, as in... Well, it could be once a week or it could be every day if you really get into it and it can take a while for it to help you feel better. So I'd say take a long term view on this, but start it as soon as you can. And don't be worried if it's all a bit weird in the beginning, which is how I found it in the beginning. Uh, I really recommend going to a website called www.welldoing.org for a directory of UK therapists and services. Maybe go and see a few people. And just book an hour in with them before deciding on a particular therapist. Use your instinct and find a therapist you really like and feel comfortable with. Please don't do what I did the first time I went into therapy. And I've done two stints um, each for over a year and both incredibly helpful, maybe even saved my life a little bit. Uh, But so, yeah, don't do what I do and be very British and think, oh, dear, I don't really like this therapist very much. But I think I better put up with them because... It would be really rude to go to someone else now. Uh, Please don't do that. Take the time to find someone you really like. I also really recommend to you Oliver James' book, They Fuck You Up, How to Survive Family Life. But basically, go to therapy. You'll love it. Uh, P.S. Don't tell your parents that you're going into therapy. I predict they will be very negative and judgmental about this. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, My mother won't stop comparing me to my sister. She's four years older than me and has a well-paid job while I'm pursuing a much less lucrative career in theatre. She got married this summer while I haven't had a proper boyfriend in a long time. And to make things worse, there's already a baby on the way, my parents' first grandchild. Whenever I see my mum, she talks about my sister and the idea of grandchildren as if it's all she wants from life which makes me feel like I'm failing her. We've never had a very close relationship, so we're not really the kind of people to sit down and have a proper talk about it. What can I do? Oh, you can't say this, so I will. I hate your mother and I hate your sister. There, I've said it, I'm sorry, but this is just too mean. And it happens all the time, it's so unfair. I'm not sure if it's women of a certain generation who are just prone to this kind of comparing or if it was normal at a certain time, 1970s, uh, to do this. But it really has had its day as a parenting technique and it is a shitty way of talking to someone you gave birth to. I'm sorry to be so blunt about this, especially as you sound so lovely and sensitive, but I want to be clear about how intolerable this kind of treatment is. You should not have to put up with it. You are good enough and your life is good enough. I don't care if your sister is Beyonce. It would be so weird if your sister was Beyonce. If it is, can you write back and send in a picture to prove it, please? So that is enough of my rant. What to do next? That's what you want to know. This is brutal and you might not like it, but I think you need some distance between yourself and these people. Why spend too much time with someone who makes you feel like a failure, even if that person is your mother? You don't have to tell her or your sister that you're protecting yourself by spending less time in contact with them. Just do it. I really think you need to for the sake of self-preservation. So what can you do? Withdraw, look after yourself, hang out with people who don't constantly ask you if you've got a boyfriend, and live your life how you want to live it and be proud of yourself. Family is family and it doesn't do to cut yourself off from them unless the circumstances are extreme. But this is also your life, and you deserve to live it happily and without interference from anyone who makes you feel less of a person. Go tear it up, theatre girl. You do not need these people. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, Please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon
0: and sign into thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we we'll see you there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with quins.